You are listening to Moca Mujeres, where we chat about everything women of color. It's for the culture. This is Nyla Gordon Crocker, and I am your host today. On this fine June 8th of 2021, you will hear about a poem by Brenda Cardenas called Calculations and how it is representative of America's current society. We have also invited a special guest to talk about her experiences as a woman of color in STEM. Before I go in depth about the poem, I think it's important that I give a little background on its author. Brenda Cardenas, a Hispanic woman with immigrant parents, was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She has received recognition as a U.S. Hispanic writer for her poetry and other works of literature, which offer a diverse perspective that many can learn from. Calculations is written in Spanish and English, so to help most of you out, I have translated the entire poem into English. When I come across a section that was originally in Spanish, I will let you all know. The first stanza is in English. I don't know what to tell you. Your daughter doesn't understand math. Numbers trouble her. Leave her stuck on ground zero. The second stanza was originally in Spanish. And it was the Mayans who imagined the zero. A sign for nothing, for everything, and their great calculations. The third, fourth, and fifth stanzas are in English. Is zero the velvet swoop into dream? The loop into plumes of our breath? I suggest you encourage languages. Already, she knows a little Spanish, and you can teach her more of that. She lives for story time. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then the green of Quetzal wings. The sixth stanza was originally in Spanish. Their stories kept changing. Their invigorated truths with every narration, like X times X equals X squared. In this poem, The narrator faces discrimination for being brown, being a girl, and having Spanish-speaking parents. During what seems to be a school conference, one of the narrator's Hispanic parents is told by their daughter's teacher that their daughter does not understand math. After this is said, the narrator's parent explains in Spanish that it was the Mayans who imagined the zero. Although the daughter's teacher might be correct about her being challenged by math, it is not right to say that she does not understand math. For some historical context, the Mayans were an indigenous civilization in Mexico and they were known for their extensive contributions to present-day mathematics. For this reason, the narrator's Hispanic parent knows that math is associated with their culture. Culture is best understood by those to whom it belongs, and therefore they know that there is more to math than just numbers. Since her daughter's math teacher is not a part of this culture, they fail to realize this. In terms of sex, women are commonly stereotyped as being bad at math, resulting in most careers in the STEM field being male-dominated. The intersectionality of her race and sex causes her to be seen as inferior to other Americans, limiting her opportunities to become successful. For anyone who does not know, intersectionality is, according to the Oxford Dictionary, the interconnected nature of race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping or interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. Now let's move on. After explaining that the daughter has trouble with math, the teacher says that they suggest the parent encourages languages because you, the parent, could teach her more of that. As I mentioned near the beginning of this episode, 
The poem transitions between English and Spanish, proving that Spanish is the narrator's parents' native language. If you access either the transcript of the poem or the transcript of this episode, you will see that the word you, which is said by the teacher, is emphasized. By emphasizing you, it shows that the teacher assumes that the parents are capable of teaching Spanish specifically because they are Hispanic and speak Spanish. Now, if you're a racial minority listening to this, you already know what's up. As a black woman in America, I've heard this you way too many times. On my first trip to Aruba, I went on a sunset dinner cruise. I was about 14 years old. My mom and I were the only people of any color on that boat. And I know some of y'all are probably like, you're black. What on earth would you willingly get on another boat? Anyways, this is a normal occurrence for us, but this time, I felt completely out of place. Every single person, and I mean every person, was wearing vineyard vines, shirts and khakis, those tan loafers, and Ray-Ban sunglasses. The DJ on the boat was playing club music, and everyone was enjoying their time. Then suddenly, the wobble comes on. Now every black person I know loves that dance, so I was a little confused when no one got up to dance. One of the women on the cruise turns to me and says, Don't you want to get up and dance? I know you can. I didn't mention this earlier, but this is the same woman who, an hour earlier, purposely yanked at my braids and said that they were interesting. She meant it as a compliment, but I felt so inferior and dehumanized. She was already on my bad side, but the dance comment just made it worse. The worst part is, I fit right into the stereotype of black people being able to dance. I wanted to dance so bad, but I refused because I wanted to prove her wrong. I couldn't even react to her comments because I didn't want to feed into the angry black girl stereotype. My reaction would have given her the privilege of being seen as the victim when she was nothing of the sort. Moments that the narrator of calculations and I have experienced show that racial minorities in America are often subject to assumptions, stereotypes, and discrimination, and they do not have the privilege to react without being labeled negatively. I think that Cardenas' poem directly relates to our current America. The STEM field, which includes science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, is one of the most male-dominated fields. This often deters young women, and more likely women of color, from pursuing a STEM-related career. In 1970, women made up 8% of people in the STEM field, but according to census.gov, they make up 27% as of January 26, 2021. While this is truly an improvement, Women make up almost 50% of the workforce overall, meaning that they continue to be underrepresented in the STEM field. There are a few reasons why this might be the case. Many younger people, in general, are influenced by older role models, so if they don't see their role models in a certain occupation, they are not as likely to go in that direction. More specifically, young women are unlikely to major in STEM-related fields if they do not see other women going in this direction. As I mentioned earlier, The daughter in calculations faced discrimination in her math class for being a Hispanic girl. The teacher believed that her sex and race determined whether or not she had potential in mathematics. This proves that the discrimination issue also holds true for women of color. Even if girls and young women of color see other women going into the STEM field, they may not choose to pursue these careers if there aren't any women that look like them. An article from 2014 on usnews.com mentions that racial minorities make up 26% of the U.S. population but just 10% of people in the STEM field. This number has definitely increased since then, but it is likely still disproportional. 
both women and racial minorities are continuously told that they are less capable of achieving success, so they have to work harder in life to pursue their dreams. The difference is that men of color and white women who are straight and cisgender only have one characteristic that holds them back, whereas women of color have multiple. These additional factors create obstacles that make it much tougher to reach goals. However, some women have been successful in doing so. Stay tuned for our special guest who I will be interviewing after a message from our sponsors. Are you a woman of color who has dreams of going to college or university for a degree in the STEM field? Do you want to be an engineer, a doctor, or maybe even an astronaut? We have just a thing for you. Your favorite rapper, Megan Thee Stallion, wants to captain hook you up with a $20,000 college scholarship valid for four years. To apply, you must submit your high school transcripts as well as an essay to explain why you deserve the scholarship. If your grades weren't so savage, don't let that discourage you. The essay truly determines which 20 women will be awarded. The scholarship can be used for any college or university as long as it is used for a STEM-related degree. If you aren't chosen, don't be a crybaby. There will be more chances to apply next year because the grind don't stop. For more information, visit scholarships.com slash Meg the Stallion Scholarship. Good luck, y'all. Y'all got this. This corner, this entire ad is a scam. There's no scholarship. Megan the Stallion is gonna know about the scholarship. I have some ideas for my college essay, thanks in advance for submissions. of International Women in Engineering Day on June 23rd, 2021, I have invited a guest speaker to our show. This person is particularly important to me because she is la mujer that birthed me and made me the strong person that I am today. Here is Vanessa Gordon, who is a professional engineer. Hi, Mommy. How are you? I'm doing well, Nyla. I am so excited for this interview. That's great. Well, let's get started. Could you start by telling me a little bit about what you do and the path to reaching where you are now. So let's start with the path in regards to how I became an engineer and why I became an engineer. I actually have an organization called NACME, National Action Council for Minorities and Engineers, to thank for this, you know, how you guys are getting all of this information about colleges. After I took the SATs, I received the package from this organization explaining what engineering was and all of the different fields in engineering. The field of civil engineering really spoke to me and I decided to major in engineering. In college, it was a rough path because I had a lot of professors who had been there before women were actually allowed to major in engineering at that particular university. Being a woman, being a black female, it was sometimes very hard to relate to the professors. But I persevered. I got my degree, got a master's in engineering. Um, I work for a company now, which has a lot of opportunities for women. I've worked as a construction engineer, uh, a project manager for some of the largest projects in the region. Wow, that must have been challenging. What were some obstacles that made it difficult for you to achieve your goals? Good question. The biggest obstacle was not having a mentor who looked like me and not having a mentor who was black and definitely not being able to find a black female mentor in the engineering field. 
and especially being in the construction field, there were no black uh, females or males there. Most of the people who were in the positions that I might have thought that that would be my path or I would have expired, aspired to go to were white men. Um, not that they weren't helpful, but they just weren't there to be a mentor to me. And so that was the biggest challenge or the biggest obstacle that I faced early on in my career in trying to decide what's my goal and what's my path. One last question for you. Is there anything that our listeners, particularly our young women of color, should know? This sounds kind of cliche-ish, but you just have to stick with it. Hard work does pay off in this area. Engineering or anything in the STEM field can be so rewarding. It's something that if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would. There's a lot of opportunities there for women uh, in all areas, and we can, we can add so much to our communities by being a part of the STEM field. And we need women from all different ethnicities, all different racial groups. So my advice to young women is to find, first of all, what your passion is. And if that passion leads you down the road of a STEM field, do stick with it. Do become that engineer, that doctor, that technician, that computer engineer, anything in the STEM field, because we need you. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Mommy. I know our listeners learned a lot, and that is it for our June 8th, 2021 episode. I hope this episode made you all more aware of how disadvantages due to race and sex impact a person. Out of all ethnic and racial groups, black women receive the highest percentage of degrees when compared to their male counterparts. Women of color should be treated as though they are capable of being successful in the STEM field because they can take us to the moon and beyond. Tune in to our June 15th episode where we will talk about women of color in the arts. Bye, y'all.